Do you know that some people just want to be set free from their own mental chatter? Do you know that some people just want the courage and the confidence to leave their job? Do you know that some people just want to know who they are and that mm-hmm. alone is worth the price of admission to them? It is because that's wealth. That's wealth. That that's is wealth. wealth. Creating more of what you want is wealth. And if it's freedom, if it's peace of mind, if it's financial freedom, if it's time freedom, like I'm going to get in the room because I want to be more wealthy. And you are giving me permission to tap into that wealth. Hello, loves, and welcome to another episode of the Iron Wifey podcast, where we sharpen and encourage each other in Christ. I'm your host, Michaela Robertson, and thank you for joining us for another Sunday, another season, another week, and another opportunity to walk in the Lord's will for our lives. Today's guest is really going to dive into what it means to be wealthy. Not only is she going to dive into what it means to be wealthy, but she's going to give us the permission to be wealthy because we are taught a lot of things as children uh, growing up in the church, especially as Christians that don't necessarily coincide with the love of money or the root of money being all evil. You know, there's, there's a lot of blurred lines there when it comes to wealth, when it comes to money and when it comes to what it truly means to be wealthy. And so today's guest, Rachel Luna, is here to completely change your thoughts. I mean, Rachel Luna is not only the host of the Permission to Offend podcast, she is the author of the upcoming book, Permission to Offend. She's a creator of Confidence Activated, an actual conference every single year that activates not only the confidence in you to fulfill your God-given plan, but for you to actually step into your purpose that God has given you. And then she is also the creator of the Faith Activated Journaling Experience when it comes to diving into your faith and digging deeper in your relationship with God. Rachel is also a friend. I love her so much. She has an amazing and powerful testimony and story, and we're going to uncover all of that today. And so without further ado, here's our conversation with my friend, Rachel Luna. Welcome to the Iron Wifey podcast, Rachel. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. You know, I love you, right? Yes. And you know, I love you. And I'm so excited for you to be here super excited. Cannot wait to dive into this conversation. So Confidence Activated and Rachel Luna, right? So you have this business, Rachel Luna, but you also have this whole other avenue of this business, Confidence Activated. Tell us, actually walk us through what these two businesses are, how they all coincide into one business and how you are carrying out the father's business through both. Okay. So I don't look at it as this is one business. That's another bit. Like, so Rachel Luna is the brand, right? That's the umbrella. Got it. Underneath the, the, the world of Rachel Luna, which I actually tried to change it later on to girl confident media, but it ended up, it would be so much more of a hassle. There were so many other steps that I was like, you know what? It's just Rachel Luna and company until somebody wants to buy it from me, in which case they can change the name. But so that's the brand. And underneath the the umbrella, I have three different brands. So I have confidence activated, faith activated, and permission to offend. And it's interesting, Michaela, because for the longest time, I felt like I had a little bit of business identity crisis. And I thought, well, how do I marry all these together? And how do I talk about it? And I was spinning Mm -hmm. circles. And that in hindsight, right, that was definitely a distraction. 
because there's nothing in the word of God that says that things have to be perfect. In fact, it was the most imperfect people that were chosen to go out and do the work of God, right? Moses Mm -hmm. had a stutter, and yet he's the one that set the people free. David was a home-wrecking hoe. Look, can we just call this? (laughs) I mean, call it as it is, yes. Right? Like, but he was a man after God's own heart. So if we mm-hmm. look at the people in the Bible, you know, none of them were perfect. And God was always cho- choosing the least of us to go and do it. I was spinning in circles. And what I realized was that confidence activated, faith activated, permission to offend all tie in together because faith activated is mm-hmm. where we do the inner work. So that you have, so that you are truly walking in your truth. Mm -hmm. Most of us in faith activated, believe in God are are some flavor of Christianity. Some are not. And I never, ever, ever lead with, well, this is a space only for Christians, because I think that that is elitist. And that is why so many people fall from God. That's why we have so much church hurt. That's why we're not winning souls for Christ, because we keep only trying to hang out with Christians. Like, oh, I can't be around them. They're toxic. They're demonic. They're this. If they're all those things, why aren't you praying for them? Why aren't you letting them into your world? Not so they take on their characteristics, but so that they take on yours, right? Yes. What's going to happen is we're going to get in the room and either you're going to influence me or I'm going to influence you. Mm -hmm. And my prayer is that the Holy Spirit is always in me, that I am so connected to God that people are more influenced by me and the, the living God in me than me by them and the world that is in them. Oof. Y'all, Rachel didn't come to, she didn't come to play today. So yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So in Faith Activated, which is my journaling program, I teach you how to connect to your truth, how to get out of your own way. I couple my experience with 10 years of coaching and then my master's certification in neuroscience coaching Mm -hmm. to sort of meld and help you work. And then of course the faith, because God is always, I'm always going to invite God into the conversation. And I'm, I'm very good about saying like, whether you subscribe to God or not, um, that's the language I'm going to use, do what you need to do, call it whatever you want. I'm not going to call it anything but God. And so what I, right. So that's how, let me show you how that ties to permission to offend. Right. So the way that I look at it is like this progression, right? So faith activated, confidence activated, permission to offend. Got it. You're now connected to your truth. You're working on clearing the chatter. Mm -hmm. Confidence activated is where now you have your truth. Well, you need that confidence. The Bible talks about bold courage, right? And in some translations, bold confidence to walk in your truth. And so at Confidence Activated, which is my live event, each year I pick a different theme to help you get activated to be empowered, to be confident. And so this year, 2022, our theme is Confidence Activated Presents Permission to be Wealthy. Oh, yes. Yes. The thing, I was talking about this the other day, both with a girlfriend of mine and and with a a husband of mine. I only got one with my (laughs) husband. And I'm even going to reference my notes here because um, 
I said to her, I said, you know, the problem is that, especially for Christians, Mm -hmm. that scarcity, poverty mindset, there have been so many agreements that were made in the church, right? Like vow of poverty, give to the poor. and, And we should be doing that. That is biblical give to the poor. But we forget that God is a God of abundance and prosperity. And so here's what I discovered as well. There's there's one sect of the population that really has subscribed to this poverty scarcity mindset. It's a generational curse, um, you know, all the way back to Adam and Eve. And we are not breaking those soul ties. We're not rebuking them. Or sometimes people will say, well, I'm, I'm fasting and I'm believing and I'm praying, but you actually haven't fasted and prayed and broken the curses that your mama got into and your daddy and your granddaddy and all of them people, right? And so then we go into church and we hear like, you know, give to the poor, but, you know, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. So, now, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. And so now I can't love money. I can't want money. And I don't, I don't believe that we have accurately translated those scripture because okay. yes, the Bible says the love, the love of money is the root of all evil, but that is really when you start putting money before God, right? Yeah. It's not money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money. Right. But also here's the thing. I, I believe that it is okay to love money in the regard that I love what money affords me. I love the opportunities that money creates for me. And because I love that by proxy, I love money, but I don't worship money. I am not trying to make money an idol or a God. I'm not going to put money before people. So one of my core values in my business is people over profits. I will lose money. I will lose money to make sure that people are taken care of. Um, I will give money back. I will, you know, I'll do those things um, with, with integrity. Cause right. Cause you know, you yeah. hear someone, Oh, God, let me go get my money. Yeah. You said you take yeah. care of it. Da, 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 mm-hmm. da, da. Go read your contract before you come at me with that. Okay. So anyway, the point is we could go down that rabbit hole. Let's not, it's, it's such a, it's the money's become such a complicated topic. And I think that when people want to argue for their rights, when probably just giving themselves permission to be wrong would set them free. That's where we go into these cycles, right? So I will say, look, I don't believe that God wants us to be broke and hungry and poor. I don't, I don't believe that. Well, but you, right. Okay. I agree. We'll say, well, but you know, the, the disciples, they didn't have anything and Jesus didn't have anything and did it up. But do you know why Jesus and disciples didn't have, they didn't need anything everywhere they went, they were taken care of. If anything, they were the richest of all of us because yes. everyone 
yes. people took care yes. of mm-hmm. you look at people like Mother Teresa, right? And was mm-hmm. like, oh, Mother Teresa, she's a saint and she did this. Mother Teresa flew in a private plane. <laughs> Do people not know that? Do they not? I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah, you, you listen, you could not put Mother Teresa even in first class. Mm. Right? Because she would get no rest. So even Mother Teresa, Hmm. the poorest of the poor, the one that was out there, she lived an abundant, prosperous life. And so Hmm. at Confidence Activated, when we're talking about permission to be wealthy, we are not talking about permission to be millionaires. Although if that's your definition of wealthy, God bless, go have it. Hmm. Talking about wealth in the sense of having the ability to create more of what you want. That is wealth. Hmm. Having okay. wealth in your connections and in your relationships, because how many of us know that we can have a lot of relationships, but they're crappy. Yes. They're, you know, like, do you want the welfare Walmart version of friendship or do you want the Tiffany version of friendship? Yes. Yes. And dining. Do I want fine dining friends? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be surrounded by people who will constantly say, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. You know, we can't go, we can't eat over there because we ain't got no money. Yes. I could go, you know, I could go on a whole (laughs) rampage of this, but so we're going to talk about being wealthy in connections, being wealthy in community, being wealthy in faith, wealthy in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And of course, wealthy in actual money, like. Because I'm about making money and helping other people make money. Because I believe that when you have more money, you can do more things. You don't just help yourself. I I don't believe in just helping myself. I believe in helping others. And so for me, any opportunity that I have to give, Mm -hmm. I am giving. But I can only give that generously because I have. Yeah. So I don't want to stop having and I don't want to stop getting. Okay. So activated. Okay. Wait, 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 before we go, <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. So before we move forward, um, so much there that I want to unpack, but it's so interesting because as you were talking, the Holy spirit revealed to me because I was raised to believe that money is the root of all evil. That's what the church taught me. So of course I have had this poverty mindset and this is the first year where I've like learned to step out of that and I am learning what I'm worth and I am building up the confidence to charge more because I have invested in my faith journey. I have invested in knowing that God has made me to be prosperous and abundant and that I am royal priesthood, which means that I should be living like royalty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Holy Spirit revealed to me um, when you were saying how you love what money can get you, the things that it can get you, but you don't make money a God. Mm-hmm. And I saw, you know, people say the love, love, the love of money is the root of all evil mm-hmm. and God is love. And so when you replace that, it's saying, if you make money, your God, then that is the root of all evil. Right. And so I am grateful for that revelation because I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Because if you make money a God, that is the root of all evil. But what I really love is how you touched on wealth, mm. wealth being the ability to get more of what you want. Yeah. To create more of what you want to create more of what you want. When I looked up 
what it meant to have a mansion. Cause you know, the Bible talks about how in my father's house, there will be many mansions and I've prepared a place for you. When I actually looked up what a mansion was, the, the basic definition was a bigger house. So whatever you have, if it's bigger then you are in a mansion. Yeah. So if you are wealthy and you're creating more of what you want, then you are just elevating. You're just yeah. leveling up one step at a time. That's right. And so one of the things I've always said, you know, when you come to confidence activated, your confidence activated, life elevated, confidence activated, business elevated, yes. confidence activated, faith, faith elevated, right? So I've always said that, that with activation comes elevation. Oof. <laughs> and so I think it's interesting going to what you said about raising your rates and mm-hmm. accordingly people forget why would, why do we pay doctors so much? Because they spend eight years paying Mm -hmm. for a degree to, to develop their skill set. Well, I've been a coach for 10 years. Every year I invest way more than anything I charge. I invest that in, right? So on any given year, I invest in myself somewhere between 25 and 35,000. One year was 50,000. And I'm talking about like personal coaching, therapy, all of those things Mm -hmm. to help me. I don't have a single offer at this time, 2022. I do not have a single offer that is over $10,000. And yet- How are you able to invest that much in yourself? Well, I mean, I'm not selling just one $10,000 thing. Well, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I am. So I have faith activated, which is, you know, I have a couple hundred people in that program and that generates recurring revenue. I wrote a book called Permission to Offend and I got a six figure book advance for that. Yes. Now, the thing that most people don't know is that when you get a book advance, they don't pay you the, the whole thing up front. So that okay. comes parts, but when, when those parts come, it's a big check. Um, I have a mastermind that I offer once a year that is, um, anywhere between 75 and 10,000. So, and then I have like my one-on-one is 1500 an hour. And so, you know, it all, it all adds up, up. but I say all that and I trade, I invest. Okay. So because I got, I took to heart, the Bible talks about, there were two passages in the Bible that really have been kind of like tapping me on the shoulder. You know, when the word Mm -hmm. of God doesn't want to give you any rest and you're like, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to watch my show and (laughs) you're trying to do something. Yesterday I was trying to do something and I was like, oh, I'm so tired. And I just heard, do not grow weary in well-doing because at the right time you will reap a harvest. Yes. Yes. I was like, okay, I'll endure, but I'm tired. I just want to watch TV. <laughs> right? like, I just want to go. Then God was like, you better keep keep with the work. But um, the parable of the talents, yep. right? And and who was rewarded? The one that multiplied it. Yes. Right. And then also that passage that says a wise man or woman in this case leaves an inheritance for their children's children. Mm-hmm. And so for me. I refuse to leave this world without leaving something behind for my children and for their children. Right. I love that. 
Um, one thing that was really important for me was life insurance because I, I had been diagnosed previously with uh, breast cancer. And when I was diagnosed with that, I didn't have any life insurance because my husband let it lapse. By the way, ladies, you need to mind your own affairs. Do not trust, no matter how great your husband is, no matter how wonderful an aunt, do not leave your security and your future, your legacy in the hands of someone else. It's a recipe for disaster. So I didn't have life insurance. And then I was like, well, I cannot die now because now I'll be a liability. Because what happens when someone dies? When, when, when a person dies, the family doesn't have to just deal with the grief and the loss. They also have to deal with any debt that you've yep. left behind. They also have to deal with a funeral, which by the yep. way, even just to be cremated is three to $5,000. Yep. If you want to have a, a fanfare and a, and a viewing and a nice casket, mm-hmm. you're looking at $20,000. Easily. Easily. Mm-hmm. And that's a burden on your family. So I did not, I did not invest the last decade of my life becoming who I am, pouring into myself, getting therapy and coaching and training and degrees and certificates and having my family sacrifice so that the final thing I leave them is a bill. You're crazy if you think that that is going to be my legacy. I refuse. So as soon that as that is I- powerful, that is so powerful, Rachel. Like you, you have no idea how powerful that is. And we do not think about that enough. Like we don't think about it enough. It's not taught to us in school. If our parents didn't have it, then we definitely don't know anything about it. And so like that is such a huge lesson that I have learned, especially within the last year with the death of my dad and learning how all of that estate planning, the affairs, the insurance, how all of that actually like benefits the family at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's interesting because I do remember learning about it early on, but when you're young, you don't think you're going to die. You Mm. think forever. Mm -hmm. You think that that's something that you have to worry about when you're 60 and 70. Mm -hmm. But the Bible itself says none of us know the hour. None of us are promised tomorrow. So I don't know why we keep acting like we're going to live forever. There is one thing that you know will happen for sure in your life. And that is that you will die. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? No, I'm not. But I'm financially prepared. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All that to say, um, I, I have stocks and I trade, you know, some coins and things like that. And I also recognize the value of jumping and building nets and parachutes on the way down. I believe in taking faithful action. And there have been times in my life, Michaela, where I wanted to invest in something and I was looking at the bank account and the money was not in the account, but I had a line of credit. And I know this is a very unpopular opinion, but I am the best bet. I am the best bet. So come on, on, Rachel. (laughs) Look, I started my business 10 years ago, I had just gotten out of the Marine Corps. Um, no, I lie. 
I take that back? I had gotten out of the Marine Corps and then I went to work for the army as a civilian for a year or two. And then we moved to Japan and I had no job. I had a a toddler, I had a two-year-old and a three-month-old, and I had just finished my certification for life coaching. I'd been a coach for like maybe a year, but just on the side. So I decided I'm going to do this full force. I mean, how hard could it be? (laughs) (laughs) And I saw this online program and it was $2,000 and my husband looked at me in the eye and he was like, I don't believe in any of this crap. You, Tony Robbins, you are all just marketers. You're thieves. You're just, you know, people don't need coaching. They can work out their own problems. And I was like, if people didn't need coaching, this would not be like, uh, at the time, I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, million dollar industry. I was Mm -hmm. like, the self-help is like a billion dollar industry. He was like, cause they're scamming you, right? So we're going back and forth. I have no support whatsoever. He is not betting on me. And I had $1,500 line of credit, my credit card. And the program was $2,000. But she broke it down in like three or four payments, whatever. And I was like, okay, I can make the first three payments but I don't know if I can make that fourth payment because remember I had no income coming in mm-hmm. and I was not going to ask my husband to give me no money. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to show you. Well, you know, <laughs> and I just was like, I'm going to figure it out. And I did it. And here we are 10 years later. And over the 10 years I have generated seven figures. Now I have Ooh. not yet, not yet done seven figures in one year, but, but this is I, the year, this is the year that you're given permission to be wealthy. And so right. I have claimed this year, the year of double blessings, meaning that we will bring in double what we have sown. So yes, this yeah. is, this will be the year I am. I am praying for you for this, for the, for this to be the year this year, seven figure yes. year. Yes. And now the fun thing about that is that I'm so emotionally unattached this year. And every other year leading to now, I was very, well, not, in, not every other year. Cause in the first year I was just like, can I just make some money? And then in the second year was like, can I make six figures? And in the third year, I was like, am I going to make six figures? And then in the fourth year, I was like, everybody's making six figures with me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and then in the fifth year, I found my stride. And, and since then, you know, I do run a multiple six figure business, um, But every other year after I hit six figures, I was very emotionally attached to like seven figures, seven figures. And to be honest with you, Michaela, I did make money. My God, I made the pursuit of seven figures, my God, Mm -hmm. and God had to deal with me on that. And so this year I'm like, look, God knows my heart. I'm going to be a millionaire. I don't know when he, I know that God said that to me. When I was a kid, I heard it. I was going to be a millionaire. I was going to live in a big house. I live in a big house. So check. But here's the thing. You know, your your life um, does not change that much from 450,000 to a million. That's good. Mm -hmm. It does. And I know this because a lot of my clients make seven and eight figures. So that quality of life, your Mm -hmm. life, 
significant, I think that your life can significantly change when you hit the six figure mark, if you are running a profitable business. So the first year that I hit six figures, I was not running a profitable business. So my life didn't change that much. And I was like, I thought if I had six figures and I was going to be set. No, you have. How do you, how do you know you're running a profitable business? Cause you have money left over at the end of the year. Okay. Gotcha. And, and you, okay. So here's how, you know, every person, whether you Mm -hmm. are a solopreneur or you have people working for you, you should have bookkeeping being done right now. By yourself, you should have a monthly PL, a profit and loss statement that shows you do we make money this month or do we lose money this month or do we break even? That's how you know you're running a profitable business. You should be paying attention to the numbers and deciding well, what's more important to me? Is it more important for me to say that I have a seven figure business or is it more important for me to say I have a five figure business that's generating, you know, 80% profit mm-hmm. or a six figure. Listen, as a six figure, multiple six figure earner, I have profited more than some people I know making millions. Mm. That's sad. Mm-hmm. That is sad. It so is. Don't believe that. Here's the thing, Michaela. We're, we're really quick to believe when people make those posts of like, I made $1.2 million this year. I made $3 million this year. Great. Tell me how much profit did you make? How much of that was your owner's draw? What did mm. you pay yourself from that 2.5, 3 million, whatever dollars you made? Because and we get into business. We think because we work for ourselves and we're bringing in money, then it's a profitable business but we don't have the a monthly PML. We don't have any profit coming in at the end of the month. And I'm sitting here talking to myself as I sit here and take notes and learn from Rachel, because why not? Why not be a true millionaire instead of someone who is a, is it what they call like a paper millionaire, but you don't have, yeah. Hey there, Storyteller. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that Faith Audio Network is now open. Faith Audio Network is our community for storytellers like you, storytellers who listen to podcasts like this, storytellers who know they have a voice and they know that God has given them a powerful gift to be able to go out and speak for him, to give him glory. So if you know that you are interested in joining a community that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to pray with you, that is going to intercede on your behalf, and that's going to sharpen your faith, this is the community for you. To learn more and to register, please visit faithaudionetwork.com. That's faithaudionetwork.com. Yeah. And here's the other thing. And let's be clear. Mm -hmm. I am not a paper millionaire yet, or there's not like a million dollars sitting in my bank yet either. So I don't want anyone to listen to this thinking that I've done. No. And I want to be transparent about that. Mm-hmm. But what I do have is a profitable business. What I do have is growth. And that's what I'm looking for, right? So mm-hmm. from last year to this year, we doubled over 117% more money generated this year than last year. Profitability up, I think, six, five or 6% from last year, which is great, right? That's, that's awesome. That's, yeah. And, and I, I didn't profit five or 6%. I am up mm-hmm. above what I did last year, right? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so you want to be careful when you're listening to people talk about, you know, what they've done, because at least in my experience, all the people that taught me marketing and business, like, oh, oh, let me show you how to run a business. Not one of those programs ever said, let me show you how to get your finances together so that you can run a profitable business. Let me break down and show you how much you should be spending on a team member. Let Mm -hmm. me show you how much you should be making so Mm -hmm. that it makes sense for you to be paying for this platform or that platform. Nobody did that. So when people are like, why do you charge so much? It's, you know, $1,000 an hour, $1,500 an hour, because I'm going to tell you the things that nobody's selling to you in these courses that they're packaging up really pretty. Mm -hmm. I had to learn the hard way. And so what you pay for when you hire me is the shortcut. Mm. I love that. I love that because you have this wealth of experience, these years of lessons that you've learned in order to help us be or elevate to that next level with ease. Yeah. And and, well, ease, be careful with that word. Okay. Um, With simplicity, because some things are not easy. Got it. Okay. And I think that's another word like we we're. The marketing world is so good. Like they just, we get ourselves. I was going to say they, but I am part of the marketing world. So I'm going to take responsibility and ownership for my piece of the market. I am an online marketer. That is how I make money. I sell online, not every day, although I really should be, you know, (laughs) all of us in business should be selling every day. Starbucks sells every day. Target sells every day. Amazon sells every day. We should be selling every day or at least talking about our things every day. Um, excuse me, but the point that I want to make with that is we keep hearing words like ease and flow. And yes, mm-hmm. pardon me, there are moments where you are in flow, but we're not rivers. We're not always flowing, right? And even a river can be stopped if you put up a dam, right? Mm-hmm. So it's important to just recognize that there are the basics are simple, but they're not always easy, right? It is simple to go to the gym and get on the drive yourself to the gym and get on the treadmill for 10 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. But if I'm hurt and if just walking to my car creates pain in my joints, it's not easy. It's hard as heck but the mechanics, the steps are simple. And that's what business is, right? The steps are simple. Marketing is simple, but it's not always easy. And you have to be willing to do the hard thing and to, to just give yourself permission to be in the toil. I had a friend call me the other day. She's like, I'm just so tired of toiling. I'm so tired of this struggle. I was like, well, are you choosing the struggle? Mm. Simplify it. And just zone in on the things that you know how to do and do them really well. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So a lot there, but you invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. You invest in your business. Mm -hmm. And you invest in others regularly to make sure that that they're elevating. We've gone through Faith Activated. 
we've gained the confidence. Right. So why do we now need permission to offend? Where, where does the permission come in? Why do we need to give ourselves permission? Before we do that, let me just make sure we understand that well, all we did was talk about the confidence. We did not get the confidence activated. Oh, that well, help me activate the confidence. That comes okay. in, that comes by getting in the room. And this is one of the reasons why I don't do confidence activated as a virtual event, even though people have asked me, like, are you gonna sell virtual tickets? I really can't no. Because when people ask me, I had someone ask me the other day, how do you go from here to here? How is it that you know so many people? How come all the people in the industry vouch for you? Well, you're friends with everybody. Why? Because I got my butt in the room. Okay. Every time I got in the room, my life changed. Every single time. Even at the events where the speakers were not that great. I remember going to this one event Michaela, I got to take off my glasses for this one. <laughs> it was a train wreck. Like, I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. I feel so bad for him. He is not going to make any money on this event. The pitch was bad. His, mm. It was just all over the place. But you know what? That is the event where I got to speak on stage with Gary Vaynerchuk. Like I shared the same stage with Gary Vaynerchuk with um, Sean. Oh, I can't think of his last name, but he was in a wheelchair. He just passed away recently. Is it Stevenson? Um, That's Stevenson. Stevenson's alive. The black guy, right? He's alive. Yeah, him? Sean Stevenson's alive. He's the fit I guy. Eat, sleep, so smarter. The- there is another Sean. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. I Okay. Anyway, so, so him... Um, I got to connect with some friends of mine in person that we had only met online, but because we were in person Mm -hmm. now that friendship, this was years ago Mm -hmm. and we are still, you know, so thick, so tight that connection would not have happened through this, that connection, those relationships get cemented through face to face. So this is great. This us here right now, this is great, Michaela, but you and I connected in person and because we connected in person, it was very easy for me to say yes to your podcast. Yeah. If we didn't have this in-person connection, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know because a lot of people want your time and attention, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not a lot of people want my time. They want your time and attention. So Every time I got in the room, I either made a connection or I got to be part of an investment. I got to invest in an experience that created more connections. Um, and then people say, well, how do you know so-and-so? Well, I paid and I went to her event and I sat right in the front and I made sure she knew who I was. And I had that FaceTime. People don't understand Mm -hmm. the value of getting in the room. Do you know in 2019 at Confidence Activated and the way that I structure my events, you're not, I'm not just talking at you. It's not rah-rah. I can't stand those events. I mean, it's nice. You feel good, but then you don't do anything. Like, no, we work in the room. So at Confidence Activated 2019, we were working in the room and I was giving them assignments and I was telling them to go and make some money. Do you know that one of our women, one of our VIPs, front front center, she ended up generating $6,000 of business in the room that weekend? Yes. Yes. In the the room. In the room. At this past year, Confidence Activated 2021, I had Jamie Kern Lima, who is the founder of It Cosmetics. Love her. 
right? Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She sold her company to L'Oreal for $1.2 billion. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was my keynote. I had one of my clients, one of my mastermind members come up and share her story about a quilt, not a quilt. It's, it's an invention thing. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it, but it's a cool thing. And while she's there talking about it, Jamie comes back on stage and she says, you know, I want to, she said nice things about me with this moment. And then she said, and I want to do something for Dion. I want to place an order for $10,000 worth of Dion's products. Yes. And then Dion was like, wait, wait, it's going to get better. And then Dion was like, oh my gosh, I wanted to join Rachel's mastermind, but I didn't have the money. And now I have the money. And Jim was like, oh no, 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 no. That's for you and the covers. I'm going to pay Rachel so that you can be part of her mastermind. Yes. That I invited to speak on my stage ended up paying me $7,500. Why does that happen at my events? Because that is the kind of environment that Mm -hmm. I cultivate. It's not, it it will never, in my world, it will never be about just me making money. Yes. If I'm the only one making money, I failed. Mm. We all need to elevate. We all need to have a breakthrough. Now, does every single person make money? No. And I'm going to be real and say that because I think also sometimes people are like, everybody comes in. No, not everybody makes money. Do you know why? Not everybody is even in pursuit of making more money. Do you know that some people just want to be set free from their own mental chatter? Do you know that some people just want the courage and the confidence to leave their job? Do you know that some people just want to know who they are and that mm-hmm. alone is worth the price of admission to them? It is because that's wealth. That's wealth. That that's is wealth. wealth creating more of what you want is wealth. And if it's freedom, if it's peace of mind, if it's financial freedom, if it's time freedom, like I'm going to get in the room because I want to be more wealthy and you are giving me permission to tap into that wealth. That's right. So if you want to get in the room, you can go to confidenceactivated.com. Little plug. Enjoy. (laughs) With all of that, what ends up happening is like you're, you're activated, you, you're, you're full of faith, you know mm-hmm. all the things and you start going out and doing the thing and now people want to sh- shoot you down. Now you're open up to judgment, rejection, potential defamation, you know? So what are they going to do? What are they going to say? Who are they going to tell? And so in my book, Permission to Offend, I teach you how to actually really set yourself free. I teach you that the book is broken down into three parts. I give myself permission to live in truth. I give myself permission to um, live in faith. I give myself permission to live in freedom. And so, so is it really offense if you're telling the truth? Um, it's that other people are offended just by the fact that you have a dream. Got it. Okay. Other people are offended that you're, think about this. We're going to use the Christians again. And you know, I love the Lord. How many times do you see a Christian get very mad and offended about how another Christian is living? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, she mm-hmm. did that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. ma'am, do you not remember who you once were? Come on. Mm-hmm. What are you even talking about? Oh, well, I'm saved now. Okay, but you weren't saved then. 
So what are you saying? You know, it's so funny. My cousin, my cousin is an older, older, older lady, right? She's in her 70s, 80s. I was at my uncle's funeral. So I had earrings on, right? Mm -hmm. And my cousin comes up to me and she's like, you know that in the Bible it says not to wear earrings. I was like, are you? No, 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 no. I lie. I lie. I lie. She saw my tattoo. She saw my tattoo. Uh, Okay. mm -hmm. So, but she was wearing earrings. So she's like, you know, the Bible says tattoos. I was like, but the Bible also says not to adorn yourself or to Mm. wear earrings or anything. And I see you plain as day wearing earrings. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, my mother pierced my ears when I was a baby. I said, but you don't have to wear earrings. Mm -mm. And here you are. And she would not let go that she, she was okay to wear earrings, but I was not okay because I had a tattoo. There's a scripture that says, don't pull, don't point out the speck in your neighbor's eye without, before pulling out the log in your own. Like we're, a lot of Christians are so easy to check other people before we even think about checking ourselves. Right. And that is, that's the spirit of offense. Mm. Mm. Okay. Right. And so what I teach in my book is that there are four archetypes. Um, There are, are four offender identities. Uh, the critic, the pleaser, the wounded, and the empathetic. So when my book comes out, you'll hope, hopefully you'll have me come back and I'll break those yes, down. Ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because um, me personally, I'm a classic wounded offender. Uh, I have another client who's a classic pleasing, pleasing offender identity. But mm-hmm. the one that we want to get to is the empathetic offender. And the empathetic offender is the type of person that knows their truth has the faith to walk their truth and has the maturity, the mental and spiritual maturity to have conversations about their truth while holding space for someone else's truth. And that is how we create connection. That's how we put an end to all this divide. So people say to me, well, Rachel, you're Christian and all your friends, they're so new age. Do you know why? Because every time I'm in a room with them, they let me talk to them about the Lord because I never shut them down and I never tell them what they believe is wrong. Now I understand that there are some Mm -hmm. people that will say, well, it is wrong and it's my mission and my job to tell them that it's wrong. Great. That's your assignment. Mm -hmm. That's not my assignment. My assignment is to show the love of God. And if people Mm -hmm. ask me, well, what does the Bible say? What does God say? Then I'll be like, well, do you really want to know? Yeah. There's that invitation. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you really want to know, I'll tell you. But I don't have the time of day to come and pick at all the things that you are doing that's out of order with my God when you don't even believe in my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. wasting that kind of time. Yeah. They know, right? Why do they know who I serve? Because I walk in mm-hmm. the aroma, right? Like yes. I carry the essence of the Lord. I invite God into my conversations. I talk about God like we're best friends. So there's no doubt who I serve or what I believe. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to shove it down their throats. And also because they know how I feel because we're able to have these conversations. Do you know that I have some friends that like they'll do the incense and the sage or they'll whatever. 
they don't do any of that in my presence. And if they are, you know, cause they have their rituals or whatever, they'll say, Hey, Rachel, do you mind if I do, or you, do you want to go over there while we do our thing? Yep. Thank you for letting me know. Pack my stuff. I'm out. Call me when you're done with whatever the heck you're doing. Mm-hmm. There's a mutual respect, mutual respect. Yeah. And that is mm-hmm. for me in this season. That is part of my message. Okay. And I am sure that somebody else has another message and great permission to offend. Go do you tell me all the ways that I'm wrong. I'll hear you. I may not agree with you, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, you're wrong for telling. Okay. That's your opinion. That's mm-hmm. what you I don't have to sit and listen to it though, either. I can say <laughs> respectfully, right. But, but, mm-hmm. and that's what I teach in the book that there are these opportunities for you to exit and enter conversations. Um, and then I also talk in the book about how you can give yourself freedom to actually live this way. And that's through my journaling method, right? Shift script. So So it all comes full circle. It all comes full circle. It all works together. I love it. We've developed the faith. We've activated the confidence. We've learned about how we need the permission to offend. Yes. Um, Rachel, where can people find you and how can they register for Confidence Activated? Yes. Join us live. Confidence Activated is taking place October 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2022 in beautiful Orlando, Florida. It is at the most, excuse me, beautiful venue. Mm-hmm. And you can go to confidenceactivated.com to get your ticket. Perfect. And where can they find you? Oh, where do I like to hang out? I mean, I like to hang out on Instagram. <laughs> so you can follow me at girlconfident with a T at the end. And then once you get to Girl Confident, there's a personal page that I have linked there. So you can also check me out on my personal page. I do very different things on both sides. And you can go to rachelona.biz to learn all the things or subscribe to my podcast, Permission to Offend. Yes. Make sure you guys subscribe. And first and foremost, make sure you get in the room because we see that there are miracles and blessings and you will receive permission in that room. So make sure you are in the room October 14th through 16th. That's correct. Perfect. Yes. And I saw you post a video in the, about the, the location. Is that a Gaylord location? Gaylord. Oh my gosh. It's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Okay. So Rachel, we end our interviews with the same questions. Now we believe in sharpening and encouraging each other in Christ while carrying out the father's business in our lives. So Rachel, what does it mean to you to be about your father's business? Oh man, I, what a loaded question today of all days. Um, can I just say why first, why it's a loaded question? And then you say, well, okay, I, I feel like it's a loaded question because I just went into this new venture with a mentor of mine and I talk about God approved and God allowed opportunities, right? So you have a God approved opportunity, which is like, God wants you there. He said it, he declared it. God allowed us. Mm-hmm. Like, well, that's not really what I have, <laughs> but that's not going to take you off too far. Okay. And then there's, you know, demonic distractions mm-hmm. and they just look so good. And, um, this morning I had this long task list of things that I wanted to do for my company, Rachel Luna and okay. company, right? Not this other venture, but 
the way that things are working out in this other venture, it required my attention today, or maybe it didn't require, but I gave it my attention. It felt like one of those nagging things. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, you know, kind of dealing with these fires. And now I'm starting to second guess, like, well, wait a second. Cause God, I thought I had prayed about this. I thought you were confirming this for me. Like I thought I was about my daddy's business. And all of a sudden this uncertainty that I'm feeling, I I don't know. Did I make the right choice? And so when I think about what it means to be about my father's business, it for me is, am I walking in obedience? Am I making sure that before I say yes or no, or maybe to something that I'm having a proper dialogue with my heavenly father, am I getting his yes, his approval? Um, I thought I got it, but like, who knows at this point, I don't know. It's, it's a coin toss. So if listen, if God speaks to you about me, and this new venture, go ahead and let a girl know. Was it God approved? Was it God <laughs> Is it a demonic distraction? Like somebody help me. Mm-hmm. I want to be about my daddy's business. But I think you are like you said it yourself, making sure first off that you are walking in obedience, like first and foremost, that you are hearing from him because whether God approved or God allowed, like either way, you went to God first to make sure that you were walking in alignment with his will. Yeah. Well, in this case, I went to God first, but there have been many a time where oh, girl. <laughs> I'm doing my own thing. And then when I fall on my face, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, on that? my bad. <laughs> uh, it's OK. We have all been there. We have definitely all been there. I am on a journey uh, through gratitude. I have been on this journey since after my dad passed. So he passed in December, 2020. And I started this gratitude journey to find something to be grateful for every single day. Today is actually day 411. So yes. And so I actually started another podcast, Dear God, I'm Grateful. And I am curious how gratitude has played a position in your life. But I would Mm -hmm. love for you to answer this question by first Mm -hmm. stating, Dear God, I'm grateful for, and then insert your answer. Dear God, I am grateful for being cancer-free today and for the rest of the days of my very long, long life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I love it. And then the very last question, you are here on the Iron Wifey podcast where we sharpen and encourage one another in Christ. Iron Wifey is derived from Proverbs 27, 17, which states that as iron sharpens iron, one man or one friend sharpens another. And so our motto is as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. Rachel, Mm -hmm. Luna, how are you sharpening the women in your life? Who I am sharpening the women in my life because I provide the tools to help them set themselves free. And I show them the path to freedom, faith, and wealth. Amen. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for serving, for being so humble to place yourself in a position of service to get Mm -hmm. to where you are today. Because honestly, It was my decision to serve uh, another mutual friend of ours, Patrice Washington, that allowed me to get in the room to be introduced to you. And so I am just so grateful that service has brought us here today. And I am so just thankful for you to be here and share your story with the Iron Wifey audience. 
Thank you so much for having me. I love you. Love Patrice. I love you so much. <laughs> this, this was so such an honor for me. And I, I appreciate the invitation. All right, guys, didn't I tell you that Rachel has a very powerful story? She has such a powerful story. And when I realized how, when you think about that scripture, the love of money is the root of all evil. And when you really think about how God is love, so if you serve or if you serve money or if you make money to God, then that is truly the root of all evil. That was an eye-opening revelation for me personally. I don't know about you, um, but just how Rachel broke down everything from you know, having your profit loss margin statement every month to actually building a profitable business to the miracle that took place in her life as being a now cancer free survivor of cancer. Like I am just so blessed by Rachel and what she is doing. I am blessed by how the Lord is moving in her life. And I am blessed by you guys for tuning into this conversation and allowing us to be vessels used in order to share the word of our testimony. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so if we can allow the word of our testimony to give glory to God in everything that we do, then we know that we are building up the kingdom of God in the process. So thank you guys again for tuning into another episode of the Iron Wifey podcast. I'm so excited that you joined us this week and I cannot wait to see you back here again next Sunday for another episode. Bye.